0: To Mass to Peel, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen kelly Mass. I'm a certified life coach, an author, a speaker, and a mother, and a wife, and a cousin, and an aunt, and a sister. And I've probably had some of those problems you've had. I hold a master's degree in health education, an honorary doctorate in humane letters, and teaching certificates in health science, physical education, and theology. I've taught school at every level. And throughout my career, I've defended the truth about love and about life. And I've debated leaders from the ACLU, Planned Parenthood, SICUS, and various places around the world. And I'm here for you for the next two hours to offer free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. I've been here on Catholic Radio for... 24 years now, and uh, I'm happy to help you. So all you need to do is give us a call. Your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are today. I just get to talk at the beginning, and the rest is all for you. The number to get on today's show is 877 573 7825 8775 Pep Talk, but really the K falls off. And today our engineer and call screener will be Steve. And you just tell Steve your first name, where you're calling from, or the name of the radio station you're listening to, and then the topic of your question. He'll put it on the board, and we'll take you when it's your turn. So that's 877- 573 7825 5 pep talk so what do people call about here what might be troubling you what might be disturbing your feet peace? Is there a relationship that needs to be mended in your family? Are you mad at God for something? Are you away from the church for such a long time that you forgot how to go to confession now during Lent and you want to know exactly how do I come back to the church? Or maybe you need to be uh, kinder to your spouse, your husband or your wife and you don't know where to start because you're in this bad habit of either nagging or criticizing. So what do you need help with today? Maybe kindness or patience or diligence, silence, courage, wisdom. Maybe your sister-in-law is manipulative or you're bound up in habitual sin or you're criticizing your husband so much he rolls his eyes when you start to speak. How do you stop that one? We've got some plans. We can talk about that. Or maybe your parent or child left the faith and you're trying to encourage them to come back. Or maybe you're feeling sorry for yourself and you just don't know how to get off of your self-pity pot. But if you need some encouragement to do the right thing, some comfort in affliction, um, some consolation... Give us a call. The number is 877 573 877-5. pep talk I was pondering um, Jacques Philippe's book, again, Interior Freedom, which I probably read 10 years ago. But he says the most painful suffering is the suffering we reject. Are you rejecting your suffering? He says to the pain, then we add rebellion, resentment, and the upset this suffering arouses in us. And the tension within us increases the pain. But he said, when we have the grace to accept a suffering and consent to it, it becomes at once much less painful. St. John Marie Vianney says, Peaceful suffering is no longer suffering. So when we think of the great saints, they had to accept suffering in our life. So we have to figure out, do we do this natural thing in the face of suffering, which is to remedy it as much as we can? And give me a call, and I'll help you think of some remedies. What can we do to face this difficulty that is in our life today? But there are going to be some sufferings that have no remedies, and we just need to make an effort to accept that peacefully and look at it differently, maybe mercifully toward the other person or maybe mercifully toward ourselves. And that's not love of suffering, to accept suffering. It's just the opposite, since consenting to suffering makes it more bearable than tensing ourselves against it, whether it's physical suffering um, or if it's emotional suffering. You know, we do want to eliminate suffering at all costs. We saw Jesus came to heal, and sometimes we get further sufferings that are harder to bear, and we live in this culture that says all suffering is evil, but we know that we can offer up our suffering, and we can offer it up and find new strength. Scripture speaks of the bread of tears. God is faithful and always gives us the strength necessary to bear day after day what is burdensome and difficult in our lives. So give me a call with your question or personal problem. We will share your burden. We have so many wonderful listeners here on Saturday mornings of Mass Appeal that they will actually pray for you as you call in, as you start speaking. So our prayer warriors are out there praying for you, offering you sympathy and compassion you don't even know you get. But uh, we're a wonderful community here on Saturday mornings. So we look forward to hearing from you with your question or personal problem. Your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are today, so give us a call at 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Whether you're feeling dark or lost or fragile or fretful or helpless or forsaken or just want to get something done to, to solve a problem that you see, we're here for you. This morning, or not this morning, last night at adoration, I was reading the March Magnificat, some of the opening prayers, and I read this beautiful saying from Pope Benedict XVI, whom I love, I still miss him, and it was a, it was an introduction to a blessing of consolation. You know how I often say here, if you need some encouragement, comfort, or consolation, I was reading this prayer, and my heart was so deeply moved. I thought I'll share a few lines of it with you today. <coughs> It's a couple of pages long, so I'll share them in separate times. But here's what Pope Benedict XVI said. He said, we all need to know that Jesus stood before man with his wholeness in order to heal him completely in body, mind, and spirit. And he said that, that we need to offer compassion to all families dealing with someone who has a mental health problem. He said, mental disturbance now afflicts one-fifth of humanity and is a real social health care emergency. Also interesting I was listening to a, a healthcare <coughs> uh, seminar yesterday that a lot of the the mental illness confusion and even the sexual confusion could be due to parasites. Parasites that have been maybe in vaccinations, parasites that we eat, that we have to wash off our vegetables, we don't wash off all the way, or, you know, that an animal ate and we eat the meat. So, parasites. Wow. So, that can, they say, drive you crazy. But here, back to Pope Benedict Sixteenth. He didn't say that. That healthcare practitioner said. He says, I hope that the culture of acceptance and sharing will grow and spread to them. Every Christian, that's us according to his specific duty and responsibility, is called to make his contribution so that the dignity of these brothers and sisters may be recognized, respected, and promoted. So, the Litany of Consolation. Let's pray just a little bit of it here before we start off with your calls. The Litany of Consolation that's in this month's Magnificat that has all the daily readings and the, the uh, readings of the day and the masses and the Liturgy of the Hours portion for us lay people. The Litany of Consolation says, When the darkness of depression overshadows me, Lord Jesus, you say, I am the light of the world. So think of that. If you're dark and depressed, think Jesus says, I am the light of the world. It says, When plagued by my fragility and all my limitations... Lord Jesus, you say, Blessed are the poor in spirit. The kingdom of God is theirs. This is so beautiful. It's three pages of... Jesus has uh, told us something that gives us consolation in any of these parts of the Litany of Consolation. When sadness takes hold of me, Lord Jesus, you say, Blessed are the sorrowing. They shall be consoled. When tormented... By my insecurity and my inadequacy. Some of you I know have been tormented by that, your insecurity and inadequacy. Lord Jesus, you say, blessed are the lowly, they shall inherit the earth. (coughs) When you're lost and unsure about where to turn, Lord Jesus, you say, your father knows what you need before you ask him. Give us a call. Maybe I can help you with that. Sometimes I can just try to think like God thinks. And, you know, what are you lost about? What are you unsure about? Is it something that really demands a correction of justice? Or is it something that we have to accept? Is it something where we need to forgive someone or forgive ourselves? So if you feel lost and unsure about where to turn next and you need a second opinion... Jesus will say, your father knows what you need before you ask him, and maybe I can help you figure it out. <laughs> Give us a call at 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. We'll try a couple more. When you're um, fretful and obsessive about so many things... Well, think of that before our Lord. If you're fretful, oh no, i got to do this and this and this, or go there, fix this problem. If you're fretful and obsessive about so many things, Lord Jesus, you say, do not worry about what you are to eat or drink or use for clothing. He tells us not to worry. When lethargy and listlessness take over, Lord Jesus, you say, Seek first the Father's kingship over you, and all will be given to you. And that's a wonderful clue to help us figure out if you're listless, lethargic. Is it laziness? Is it sloth? Are you just discouraged about something? Do you need to forgive yourself, or do you need to just be encouraged by the Word of God? He says, Seek first the Father's kingship over you, and all will be given to you. Okay, when worry about the future paralyzes me, Lord Jesus, you say, let tomorrow take care of itself. That's what anxiety is. It's worrying about something that doesn't exist yet, creating a problem that isn't even here. And Jesus says, let tomorrow take care of itself. When I feel helpless and forsaken, Lord Jesus, you say, ask and you will receive, so none of us are helpless. God is there. He's listening. He's here to help us. Ask and you shall receive. And give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's mass appeal is 877-573-7825. One more of our litany of consolation that is in the March Magnificat with an introduction by Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. When shame and guilt overwhelm me, Jesus, you say. I've come to call not the self righteous but sinners, and then call me if you maybe are experiencing guilt that you aren't sure if it you should really be guilty about it or not. Sometimes people call in, and I can't forgive sins, but sometimes you tell me your problem, and I say you don't have to feel guilty about that <laughs> that you did the right thing, <laughs> so maybe you need some help in understanding yourself in Philippians chapter four, verse six, and seven. have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your thoughts and minds in Christ Jesus. So stay tuned here for the next two hours. And we pray that God will guard our thoughts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Call in with your question or personal problem. And I will give you the help that I can give you, hopefully by the grace of God and the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. This is Colleen Kelly Mast. You're listening to Catholic Radio. This show is called Mast Appeal. We're here for two hours, offering free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. If you want to learn more about my work, you can look at my website, respect, the number four, the letter U.com. Respect for you.com but for now call talk to steve tell him your first name tell him where you're calling from and the topic of your question the number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825 877-5 pep talk and we'll be back with your calls in just a moment
1: Greetings, brothers in Christ. I'm Bishop Earl Boyer, inviting you to the Accept the Challenge Catholic Men's Conference on March 16th at the Girvan Game Above Center in Ypsilanti. We've lined up incredible, nationally-renowned speakers, Justin Fatika, Doug Barry, and our very own Father Joe Krupp. There will also be Mass, Confessions, and a wide variety of Catholic ministries to help you grow as a man of God. Visit acceptthechallenge.org to register today.
2: When you talk about the Reformation, you often hear it talk of five solas: sola scriptura, sola fide, sola gratia, solus. Christus and Soli Deo Gloria. Catholics have no serious problem with Solus Christus or Sola Gratia. The problems are with Sola Scriptura and Sola Fide. Catholics will maintain that Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone, is itself unscriptural. Where in Scripture does Scripture refer to itself as the only infallible authority that we have? It's also illogical to say that you stand on Scripture alone presupposes that you know what Scripture is. And, frankly, we don't know what Scripture is because it's a tradition that we've inherited. We don't establish it. We know what counts as Holy Scripture because
3: Catholic bishops detected that certain texts were inspired by God. Cresta in the afternoon. Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. On the next epiphany...
4: For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Vanessa Denhagarmo here. We will live abundantly if we follow the Lord's commandments. Ed Van Buskirk will join us to provide encouragement and many good ideas on how to live faithfully. And then the Anything is Possible speaker series is next week at St. John's Resort. Andreas Vidmer, the speaker, is our guest.
5: Epiphany, weekdays at noon on Ave Maria Radio.
0: Good morning. Welcome to Mass to the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, your hostess today and every Saturday morning, offering free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective, whether you're Catholic or not. We have a lot of listeners that are not Catholic, or not Catholic yet, and they're looking for advice from a Catholic perspective, where we have... The truth, the full truth of Jesus Christ, our Savior. All right, so let's go to our phones here. Well, you can give us a call, too. The number to get on today's show is 877 573 7825 pep talk Okay, Mary Ellen from Long Island, New York. Welcome to the show, Mary Ellen. How can I help you today? You're on the air now.
6: Uh- Hi, can you hear me?
0: Yes, you sound wonderful, Mary Ellen. Good morning.
6: Good morning. Um, yeah, I was just thinking, um, I've been having a situation the last several years. My youngest son, uh, he's married, has young children, and he uh, moved away from uh, where we live, and he got a job. He's worked, you know, uh, in Alabama. And the problem is, is that around COVID time, he kind of... Decided, I don't know, for whatever reason, he got angry, he's not talking to anyone, he, we've reached out, written letters, you know, try just about everything, but he won't respond. And, um, you know, I, of course, as a mother, your heart breaks, and mm-hmm. but then you have to just kind of accept and pray to God for them. And, you know, a lot of things in life we don't understand and just pray for some type of resolution, and I just wondered if you had any advice or any extra, you know, advice about that.
7: Sure. This is so
0: common, Mary Ellen. What have you done so far to try to reach out to him?
6: Um, like I said, this happened about three years ago, yeah. and um, I used to call him a lot, you know, leave messages. Mm-hmm. I would text him. At one point, I wrote him a letter. Okay. Um, I never got a response back on that okay um and then I finally came to the point where I just said you know if he doesn't want to have a relationship you know I can't make him want to
8: mm-hmm. you
6: know so I mm-hmm. just you know I have my times when as time goes on it gets easier but you know it, it still hurts because you have a child that you raised their whole mm-hmm. life and
0: yeah.
6: you know now that yeah it's hard but you know I, know. I just yes. I think of,
0: yeah, this is one of the great heartaches of uh, of parents today that for some reason, and especially during COVID, I think people went crazy. I don't know if the virus made people crazy or the uh, what they right took right. for the virus made them crazy, but a lot of people... Did, were not themselves, and still have not been themselves since covid yeah. and and uh and I can understand how your heart must ache and you know the moving away is one thing, but not to communicate is something else so what mm-hmm. you can have a relationship with him, but that 's a one way relationship, and this one way relationship oh. is sending first of all your prayers and you see God you know just like you know, like like your cell phone would go up to the satellite and the signal would come down to his phone. You send your prayer up to God, and God will send his love down to your son and so Saint yeah. Monica would understand this, um, Saint Rita would understand yeah. this. there's so many saints that I'm sure you're praying to and with to God to to send that love and because we have such faith because we believe in prayer we know that God's love is getting to your son because you're praying yes. and if you pray with great yes. faith you don't just wonder if God's doing anything you know he's doing anything we he, you know he's doing something but we are, cannot like see it actually and we can't hear it so yes. the one way first of all send prayers and the second is something you can do which is kind of fun random acts of kindness maybe three times a year maybe for easter send a a lily love mom and don't send a letter don't expect anything in return don't expect a thank you note don't even expect to acknowledge that he received it but just send a a gift and then maybe on his birthday send one of those. those, those fruit that are dipped in chocolate and they're bu- they make it into a bouquet, you know? So send something that is beautiful, um, something that might be tasty. You know, think of what you can send to his house and just expect nothing in return. This is a one-way love, a one-way gift, and then... Let God work on his heart. So maybe three times a year, send something, a poinsettia at Christmas, um, and know that you are doing what you can do, because you have to stand before God, Mary Ellen, and be accountable to mm-hmm. God for how much you loved not how much your son loved so don't feel guilty right. if he isn't loving you back you did everything that you right. could to raise him you did everything you could to raise him in love and teach him the faith with all the information you had and the time you had you did your best and most parents did whether they they were a star parent or not they did the best they could with with what they had at the time and so you have to stand before God and say how did i love and so you you are going to love very freely. I mean, I can already feel the burden being lifted. Like it's just a one-way love. Prayers and random acts of kindness or gifts, and uh, and let that be your love. And you can stand before God and said and say, I've done everything I can, God, this is yours. And then last but not least, mm-hmm. if you have not done a consecration, like consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, or consecrate him to St. Joseph, the 30-day prayers of consecration, you've done that already, okay? Then do it once a year to consecrate your son mm-hmm. so that um, supernatural work is done where the natural work might uh, might have a, a different effect, okay?
6: Okay. Can I just mention one thing? Um, sure. My, I have two grandchildren, and that's also very hurtful, oh,
9: you know, yes. their marriage.
6: Mm-hmm. And, and then, um, so it's weird because um, in my parish, uh, he actually, my older grandson, was um, baptized there. And for a long time, I, every time after I receive communion, you walk right by the ba- baptismal font, mm-hmm. and I always touch it, and I say a prayer for my grandson.
7: Mm-hmm. And
6: the other day, I was at Mass, and after I did that, I happened to look at the stained glass window. And who was there but St. Monica and St. Augustine? (gasps) Oh, a
0: consolation from God. How beautiful. That's so beautiful. Thanks be to God. That is good. He'll give you these small consolations so you don't fall into self-pity. So always lift up that, that pain of suffering and be thankful that your grandson is baptized and that you get to walk by that baptismal font. So thanks for the call. God bless you, Mary Ellen and your efforts to to mend that relationship or at least love one way. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. The number to get on today's show is 877-573 Seventy-eight twenty-five eight seven seven five pep talk. Our next caller is Pat from Oxford, Ohio, listening on Sacred Heart Radio. Pat, we just have a couple minutes to get your question started. We'll probably have to carry you over and finish the answer after the break. But let's roll, Pat. Here you are. Um, you're on the air now. What is your question, Pat?
8: Good morning. Thank you for Hi. taking my call. Sure. I have a calling. daughter. Thank you. I have a daughter that I have been estranged from for 10 years and um I took your advice a couple weeks ago and sent her a Valentine and she responded to it. That's the first <gasps> response I've had <said gasps> in 10 years. Hallelujah. <laughs> so and um I feel like um unless my husband and I say that um we were wrong in um helping her handicapped daughter when her handicapped daughter was eighteen and got in trouble that she she wants to i think she wants to go back to what was the initial problem, not just say we'll start over mm-hmm. and my husband and I helped her her daughter because she was now eighteen, even though she was mentally challenged mm-hmm. um, she needed help and so we went to visit the granddaughter when she was in a mental hospital and in jail.
0: Uh-huh. And, um, so and she thought you were overstepping your bounds a little bit. Hang on, the music's starting to play. Let's, we'll even finish your question and the answer. Pat, hang on. We'll talk to you right after this message. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. We'll be back chatting with Pat right after this message. Welcome back to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem is 877-573-7825. 8775 Pep Talk. I was reading at the top of the show some of the litany of consolation that's in this month's Magnificat. And uh two more of those lines say, When engulfed by anxiety and fear, Lord Jesus, you say do not be afraid of anything. How many times does he tell us be not afraid? And when my life lacks any purpose or direction, Lord Jesus, you say follow me. So let's follow follow Christ here this morning as we face our problems of the day. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is eight seven seven Five seventy three seventy eight twenty five eight seven seven five Pet Talk. And we are talking here to Pat from Oxford, Ohio, and she told us that her daughter Um has uh is is estranged and away from her and was was mad the way that they took care of her handicapped daughter. So Pat, are you still here with us? Yes, I am. Okay. All right, so so your daughter thought that you interfered when you believed that you were helping if she was mentally ill and in prison and you went to visit her, which is a, spir- a corporal work of mercy, and your daughter got mad at you because of that. Is that how, is that what you said? Yes, correct. Okay. Yes. And then, then how long ago did this happen, and what have you done to reconcile it so far?
8: It happened 10 years ago, and I have... Um, sent her cards and texts and um, tried to, um, you know, reach out to her, tell her I love her and I miss her, Mm -hmm. and um, basically those types of things.
0: Okay, and you said you sent her a valentine and she answered. What did she say in the answer? Did she call you? Did she text you? Did she send you a card back?
8: she sent me a card back and basically she said uh, thanked me for the card and I apologize for hurting her and she says I, I do feel deeply hurt and betrayed by you. I cannot I can't forgive you but I'm not sure how to trust you. Okay. She says time is, time has passed but I wonder what
0: has changed. Okay. So, All right, so she's holding conditions I, on her forgiveness, so so go ahead. <laughs> right. I sent her a card uh,
8: back okay. and explained that, you know, it's changed in that, um, you know, I'm getting older and I, I just really miss her, and mm-hmm. um, I feel like having a relationship with my husband and uh, I would um, be good for both of
0: us. Okay. That sounds good. Willing. Yes. Thank you. So you've done well. You've done well. First of all, thanks to all your prayers. She answered your Valentine for the first time in 10 years. And then that she said, I can forgive you, but but not trust you. So that's huge. Cause that's the first thing I was going to say is to say to her, will you please forgive us? So she said, I can forgive you, but I can't trust you. So all you have to do is rebuild trust. So you sent a letter back. Why do you want to, and you don't have to go like begging, you know, she's, she's the one that has to uh, do some deeper forgiveness as well. And just say, you know, thank you so much for forgiving us. And, uh, we do want to rebuild your trust. And so just say, can you think of two things we can start to rebuild the trust? Ask her if she wants the power in this. It sounds like she wants to control the forgiveness piece. Um, then just say, say, let us know two things that we can do to rebuild trust. And it's going to take her a while. She I doesn't know it. what she can do. But then you put the power in her hands. Put the ball in her court, as they would say, and then give her the power. So what? You just, you be humble. You know, it's a step of humility. Even if you didn't do anything wrong, you didn't think you do anything wrong, you give her 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 power, and that is not an evil thing to do. It's a humble thing to do in this particular case. Sometimes it's wrong. I mean, we don't humble ourselves and take, uh, you know, abuse in certain ways. But in this instance, it's a matter of her having to grow spiritually enough to make her forgiveness unconditional, and then you taking some steps to grow and trust. I think your answer, Pat, to her was beautiful. And I think to say that we're growing older, things have changed. And you, in the, uh, one little tip I would give you <coughs> is when you do communicate, instead of using the word relationship, use the word love. We want to love you, and we need your love. Relationship is a word overused today, and we don't know what they mean by relationship, especially the younger generation. So you want to say, I want to love you, and we need your love. So use those words. And do you see how it feels just that much more comforting, that much deeper to think we want to love you and we want to receive your love. This is what we were made for, to give and receive love, not just to have a relationship. A relationship can be uh, good or bad and can have different uh, rules that go with it. But, th- but love is big. You got it? Okay, I got it. Thank you. All right, much. <laughs> wonderful. Thank okay. you. All okay. All right. God bless you, Pat. You're doing fine. Good steps. Thanks be to God. All right. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem is eight seven seven five seventy three. 78258775 pep talk. Our next caller is Mark. We have again Mark, we have a couple minutes to take your question. Music might interrupt us, but we'll finish after the break if we need to. Mark from Lafayette, Louisiana. Welcome to the show, Mark. How can I help you today? You're on the air. Go ahead, Mark. Oh, I can't hear Okay, we we lost Mark. So, I'm just going to respond to Carmen who uh, called in and uh couldn't stay on the line, Carmen from Washington D.C. Um she said she was saddened by what happened at St. Patrick's Cathedral and is upset that they moved the stations of the cross at her parish from Saturday to Friday, which um is What I believe that she said, according to my call screener, Steve, today. So, first of all, Carmen, all of us are saddened by what happened at St. Patrick's Cathedral. This is horrible, and this is why we have to keep praying Praying, praying to that holy face of Jesus in reparation for all the horrible sins and blasphemies and the evil. When I just say that word evil, I get a stomachache. This world is not the world that we grew up in. This, there is more, there used to be more good than evil. There used to be a Judeo Christian Judeo-Christian ethic. I grew up in a neighborhood of uh, mostly Jewish people, and we were all moral people the Catholics, the Jews, the Protestants. This is not true today. There are witches on your block. There are people performing evil down the street. You can go anywhere in a store and you, you see people that are dressed that proclaim evil with how they uh, appear. I mean, there, there's some gut-wrenching evil here. So we all are saddened by that. So we need to pray, pray, pray um, that the, the church responds well to these things and that We know that good is going to overcome evil because Jesus told us that. So have our hope in the resurrection. And the Stations of the Cross is logical to move from Saturday to Friday because that is the day we believe that Jesus did die. So most parishes do have stations on Friday. Thanks for the call, Carmen.
10: Today's programming on 990 WTEO is brought to you in part by a gift from our day sponsor, 40 Days for Life. Please join your pro-life friends on Saturday, March 9th at St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church at 2250 East Stadium Boulevard in Ann Arbor for 10 a.m. Mass with celebrant Father James Conlon, followed by exposition and benediction. At 11.30, a Marian procession led by Deacon Rich Baddocks, will depart for Planned Parenthood on professional drive to pray for the unborn.
11: Fire on the earth, Peter Herbeck. Jesus said you're the light of the world, and one of the things that he meant by that was... The Christian people understand the larger story that's unfolding in history. So as St. Paul said, as the saints echoed very clearly, we're now living through just a, a short moment, a slight momentary affliction, he calls it, in this life, which is going to make way and lead us to an eternal glory beyond all compare. The secret to the fruitfulness and the strength of the Apostles was that they lived with a clear vision of the future, an eternal perspective, fixed on the destiny of where their life was headed, and they lived with the realization that, wow, yeah, life is very short here. Everything is temporary. Nothing here in this world is ultimately going to last except the ultimate destinies, the eternal destinies of every human being that exists on the earth. And they knew that whether good things were coming their way, or bad things from the world's perspective are coming away, nothing could steal from them, nothing could take away the gold that was in their heart, the treasure that they bore. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Peter Herbeck spreads fire on the earth, weekday mornings
5: at 6.30 and again at 11.45 on 990 Ave Maria Radio.
0: Good morning. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective and some consolation too. Another couple prayers from the Litany of Consolation says, When I believe I'm worthless and total disappointed, and a total disappointment. When I believe I'm worthless and a total disappointment, this is how Jesus responds to me. You are worth more than an entire flock of sparrows. Remember that? We've got to learn these scriptures. So they come to us. He, remember, he says he even feeds. If he cares about the birds of the air, certainly he's going to care about you. Or you're made in his image and likeness. Another line from the Litany of Consolation from the Magnificat this month. When weighed down by the addictions of life, Lord Jesus, you say, Come to me, all you who are weary, and find life burdensome, and I will give you rest. When the harshness and ruthlessness of life assail me, Lord Jesus, you say, I am gentle and humble of heart. Your souls will find rest. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. If you need some consolation, some confidence, some encouragement to do the right thing, you're just trying to sort out, what is this problem and Can I do anything about it? (laughs) This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal and the number to get on today's show. Now and for the next hour is 877. That makes it toll-free, five seventy-three seventy-eight twenty-five eight seven seven five pep talk, and the K falls off. Our next caller is Renee from Illinois. Welcome to the show, Renee. How can I help you today? Praise be Jesus. Thank you. Now oh, and forever, God. Amen.
9: Yes. <laughs> you know what? I I'm a social outcast and whether I'm in the church, in our Catholic church, the priests reject me, the people reject me. Hmm. Um, People usually either sexually abuse me, emotionally abuse me. Oh, no. um, Or even financially abuse me. And I I was wondering if I received Jesus as my Lord and Redeemer back in 2019. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be a good Christian and, and, and totally lean into Jesus and depend on Him for, to do that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know if I could just be a hermit and and partake in the religious services via the radio and television. And the second question is, if Jesus Christ is truly present in the Holy Eucharist, then how come I still get my celiac reaction for my celiac disease, whenever I receive the Holy Eucharist, if Jesus is truly present there, wouldn't he stop that, the gluten that still remains in the host from, wouldn't he stop that from giving me the celiac reaction?
0: That's a good question. I've thought of that myself, Renee, sometimes. So first of all, we've got a pile here of things to address. Um, when you say you're a social outcast and the people reject you and have abused you, do you have someone to protect you from this? If you're a social outcast, do you have um, a social worker, a relative, a friend? Is, who can you find that can protect you from being financially abused, for example? Um, do you have a relative or a social worker or a friend that, that helps you see through things?
9: You know, it's, my, it's really quiet, and I'm having a hard time hearing you.
0: Okay, all right. Well, I will uh, say the answer instead of asking a question. So first of all, I would get some help. If I were you, um, from a relative, a friend, a social worker, if these things have taken place and you just want to, you know curl up in your house and, and not go to mass, there are some um, issues there that need to be addressed, particular if you're being abused in any way, physically abused, sexually abused, financially abused, you need some protection from that. So I suggest you call. The, the diocese or Catholic social services or Catholic charities and, and tell them this and see if you can get somebody to help you, to visit you occasionally, to strengthen you, to to give you what you need to be protected. Okay, so you're, you're not there to be abused by anyone. Uh, the other thing is when you say that everybody rejects you, um, is it real rejection or are you perceived that you um that you are being rejected and it might be your perception and your perception might be everybody abuses me so take that part to prayer Renee and think Jesus loves me and Jesus lives in all these people Jesus rose from the dead. He did not hang on the cross forever. He hung on the cross for three hours. We carry our crosses, but we will rise with him. So somehow, somewhere in your life, you're going to rise with Jesus. And you do that by starting right in your own heart. You can allow Jesus to take over your heart and bring you the joy of the resurrection rather than a perception that everybody is against you. Even if you are surrounded by people that are hurting you, for example, the martyrs, they were so connected to God in their mind, in their hearts, in their souls, that they were smiling, that they were laughing. Even St. Lawrence O'Toole was joking you know, when he was being burned at the stake, turn me over, I'm done on this side. You know, St. Stephen looks up at heaven when he's being stoned. So practicing the presence of God, getting some help, um, some social help from a social worker or um, a, a family member, um, and, and upping your prayer life so that you don't become self-centered, that you become full of God. Okay, then your next question about about... Um, can I be a hermit? And a celiac reaction. Um, you know what? It would be so much easier to be a hermit, wouldn't it? We don't have to worry about loving anybody or anybody loving us, whether or not they love us and how to love. So being a Christian is not necessarily being a hermit. There are people who are called to hermitages, called to the life of a monk, they're called to pray, 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 called to a cloistered convent, but most people are not. If you're not called to that particular religious life, you're a lay person, you are called to love. And Renee, with the sweet voice that you have, I bet you can love people just walking down the street. I bet you can walk down to the park and say hi to people that are lonely or less fortunate than you. That old divorced man whose family has abandoned him and he's sitting there hoping somebody will walk by and give him a smile you walk by and give him a smile a little kid that falls off their bike you help him up and give him a word of encouragement you know so think of how you can love instead of being a hermit get outside you're in illinois spring is coming soon the sun is out today for a change and get out walk around the block walk to the store and you think of yourself as not being a social reject but or a social outcast, as you said, but being a person who loves. Who can I give some joy to today? Who can I bring a smile to? Where can I bring some love? So your mission, as all of our missions are, is to love. And then the celiac reaction. I've talked to Jesus about that too. Um, <laughs> that Jesus, if you are uh, truly... You know, if this is transformed into your flesh and blood, why are we getting a celiac reaction? Okay, Jesus is truly present in the bread and the wine. He is truly present in His flesh and His blood. And the substance, as we see in all these Eucharistic miracles, has, and many times we'll see that that it does look like blood and it does look like um, flesh. And people that have in those miracles have tested that. But in substance, when one of these Eucharistic miracles is not taking place, Jesus is truly present there, but you can have a celiac reaction. However, there are some very low gluten hosts, because there needs to be some gluten in the the unleavened bread. There are very low gluten hosts that most celiac people do not react to. So you can, as you're getting out and making friends with people at the parish, you talk to the sacristan, you talk to the priest and say, do you have the very low gluten host I can use? And the other option for people with celiac is that you can drink from the cup of Christ's blood where he is truly present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And as long as the priest does not put any um, piece of the host inside that cup, that is truly pure uh, from any uh, celiac contamination. And so you're right, it's a good question. If this is truly Jesus, why am I getting a celiac reaction? So try one of those, either the low-gluten host or ask if you can drink of the cup. And I know plenty of people with celiac disease who... Use either of those options, and if the, even if the low-gluten host gives you a reaction, ask for um, to drink from the cup, and the, the priest will most likely accommodate. So go in there with confidence. Go in there with the love of God. Go and pray before you go, and, uh, and, and God will be with you as you look to, um, to solve the, this layer of problems. So God bless you so much, Renee, and thank you for the call. Here we are up against break. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. We'll be back with your calls at 877-573-7825 right after this message.
12: Here's your chance to save some big money on our most unique Italy pilgrimage ever, taking you from coast to coast, the Amalfi coast to the Adriatic, covering some of the most stunning attractions in Bella, Italia. Hi, it's Teresa Tamio, and now is the time to take advantage of our $250 discount on La Dolce Fide, the Sweetness of Faith 2024. We begin on October 26, taking you to Sorrento, Pompeii, Amalfi, Ravello, San Giovanni Rotondo is next, then St. Michael's Cave in Gargano, the ancient cities of Matera and Bari, and along the way, encountering a long list of saints, including St. Saint Maria Goretti, St. Andrew the Apostle, St. Michael the Archangel, Padre Pio, and St. Nicholas, traveling from the Amalfi Coast to the Adriatic, experiencing beautiful scenery, breathtaking basilicas, and quite frankly, some of the best food on God's green earth. So join us for La Dolce Fide 2024, Italy, coast to coast, and save $250 per person through March 6th. Simply visit our website, AveMariaRadio.net, and our travel page, AveMariaRadio.net Travel for more information.
3: The Catholic Church teaches that Jesus Christ is literally and wholly present body and blood, soul and divinity under the appearances of bread and wine. St. John the Apostle records the John chapter 6 Bread of Life Discourse in which Jesus states that His flesh is true food and His blood true drink. Who better to understand John's writings and subsequent teachings than a disciple and student of John, St. Ignatius of Antioch. In his letter to the Smyrnians in 110 AD, Ignatius writes, I have no taste for corruptible food, nor for the pleasures of this life. I desire the bread of God, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ. And for drink, I desire his blood, which is love incorruptible. The Catholic Church absolutely follows St. John and St. Ignatius in taking Jesus at his word. Examining the truths of the Catholic faith, this is faithforensics.org.
0: Welcome back to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective for the next hour and four minutes. You can give us a call, talk to Steve, our call screener today, tell him your name, your first name is fine, and the city or radio station you're calling from, and then the topic of your question. The number to get on today's show this next hour is 877. Five seventy-three seventy-eight twenty-five eight seven seven five 573 7825 877 877-5-PEP-TALK. If you need some encouragement to do the right thing, comfort, consolation, a little plan on how to solve a problem, I'm here for you at 877-573-7825 for the next hour and four minutes. Okay, our next caller today is um, Carol from Washington, D.C., Welcome to the show, Carol. How can I help you today?
13: Good morning. You just said um, interest in doing the right thing, and that's probably what um, I need help with. I have a cousin who has not been involved in the family for, wasn't until she was around 11 years old due to a variety of circumstances basically her dad, not feeling comfortable of of their acceptance. And we engaged about seven years ago um, because she called me, and we had always had a a bit of a relationship because we had interest in health and Mm self-care together, and we would have these long talks an hour or two and then not talk for, you know, six months, a year, Mm -hmm. two years. So she moved here, and I was warned a bit by the aunt that <clears throat> had her call me because she was looking for a place to to live and move, and she did. And she warned me um, to be careful financially. Hmm. And what the pattern has been, she's wonderful, lovely, caring person. She was taking care of her 90-year-old mother, and she... Um, financially, there was always an issue, and she from early on borrowed money from me and desiring to do the right thing, but also enabling is what my concern is okay. and so I'm constantly struggling b- between being a Christian and helping those in need. Mm-hmm. And having judgment, realizing that I have judgment and I have resistance to do it because I feel like she's not handling things properly. She's got a lot of fears and resistances herself. And she
11: hmm.
13: a negativity that brings on the weirdest, strangest things that happen to her all the time. Hmm. I mean, I could give you a number of examples, but, you know, we have not too much time
0: right actually the music's going to start playing we might have to carry over the top of the hour anyway so it seems like she brings some of this upon herself by the way she approaches things or the way she thinks
13: about things or perceives things exactly the way the fears that she has and so she won't she won't do certain things she won't give her phone number out and so she's trying to find a job but does she have a job yet she moved
7: without a job
13: Oh, oh, there was a whole bunch of stuff. She was taking care of her mother, and that oh. was her job at the time. Okay. And then when her mother passed, that's when the deeper financial problems happened because it's been eight months, and she still hasn't found a job. And in this market, that in itself is... <laughs> There's so many jobs. She's oh, you're now right. She has a part-time job, 10 hours a week, making money. Like- okay. All right.
0: Well... We got the problem down. I think I understand it. Carol, can you hang on over the top of the hour here? We've got a break coming up, and we will check back with Carol and find some solutions to what she needs to do about caring for her her cousin. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. We'll be back right after this message.
5: 990 WDEO, Ypsilanti, Detroit, W300CO, Dexter, an Ave Maria radio station and on the net at avemariaradio.net.
0: Welcome to Mass Appeal, to our second hour of Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective by calling this toll free number, 877 573 7825. 877 5PEP Talk, for those of you that were flipping around the dials. This is Catholic Radio. You might be listening on Sirius XM Channel 130. It might be one of your wonderful local Catholic radio stations. Or maybe you intentionally told Alexa, turn on Ave Maria Radio. Turn on EWTN Radio. Turn on Catholic Radio. So here we are. My name is Colleen Kelly Mast. I've been married for decades. I have five adult children, seven grandchildren so far. And I've been here on Catholic Radio for 24 years offering free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. So we've got one more hour of our show. And those of you that waited a long time last hour, I know we had so many calls at the top of the hour, there there are lines open waiting to hear from you. So the wait will not be as long as it was for the people first hour. So call now at 877 573 seventy eight twenty five eight seven seven five pep talk. I'm also the author of Love and Life, Sex Respect, and the new Love Ed video discussion series. I just did a podcast this week with Bear Wozniak. You probably are familiar with him if you're EWTN regulars. Um, I started out as a teacher. I have a master's in health education, a specialty in human sexuality education, and certainly the Catholic teachings. And during the 80s and 90s, I traveled the world with sex respect and love and life. I was invited to the Vatican in the 90s from the Pontifical Council on the Family with Pope John Paul II to present my Love Ed program. So I've been on Oprah, Heraldo 60 Minutes, Steubenville Youth Conferences. I've debated the ACLU and Planned Parenthood. So God has given me the courage to do all these things. So when we look at our personal problems, sometimes we have to look at them with this courage, with this fortitude that God gives us, like... If you, you know, I'm tired when I read my resume and you think of how much more can I handle in life and you're wondering that, any relationships that are broken or uh, money difficulties or uh, health challenges, all the things that we face in life and we realize that each and every one of these things can draw us closer to God. It either knocks us down in humility or knocks us to our knees to say, Lord, you are in charge. I love you and I know that you love me. And I'm a certified life coach. if you want to learn more about my coaching or my books or my work, you can go to my website respect the number four the letter u dot com respect for you dot com all right, we're g- we've got a chat with Carol here. she's been hanging over during the break um Carol's from washington d c and she a distant cousin moved nearby. She was warned by another family member that the cousin might not be sincere and has a tendency to to use people, so Carol's saying. Okay, is there a conflict between being a Christian and uh, setting some boundaries here? Um, so are you still here with us, Carol? I am. Okay, great. Okay, so yeah, a lot of things came up. And uh, first of all, uh, let's think of the word, you, you mentioned the word enable. You don't want to enable her irresponsibility, of course. What you want, so I want you to think of the word empower. I want to empower her, not enable her and that would be truly, it's going to be a a spiritual work of mercy and a corporal work of mercy, and you know that. and she credits
13: me a lot with empowering her. I've introduced her to, uh, you know, a number of self-help books and readings, and she uses them, and she's very, I mean, in that respect, I struggle with it because she's very open to wanting to do the right thing she's a um Jehovah's witness and you know she doesn't try to um and of course she's very clear about my catholicity and mm-hmm. and that is a barrier between very you and and so there's such a a conflict within me of whether I'm showing her what a what true christianity is mm-hmm. Because I've, you know, I've understood that the difference with um, witnesses and us is that they don't believe in the um, Christ be actually being God. But again, that, in in my understanding, that's not something to have discussion about.
0: Okay, because that I would be a d- to...
13: a divisive concept. Okay, right. So, I, so... I just want to to be growing and loving and empowering, the words that you said. Mm-hmm. But I have so much awareness of my judgments that, about what she's doing um, to herself, and I find that I'm continuing to, like, lecture her and tell her, you know. And it, it, it's frustrating to me as I feel like I'm not just, Helping her, empowering her. I mean, even though she tells me that I am, but then I see something, and it's like I'm giving her another lecture. Well, you know, you need to be more positive. You, you're bringing these things on yourself, and I don't say it in that mm-hmm. way, right? I, you know, I'm I'm more diplomatic about that, but that's what I'm feeling. Okay. You know, my my gut feel is that I just want to love and listen. But I'm constantly giving her advice, and I also realize that she triggers my patterns. Oh, boy. How old is your cousin, Carol? She's 50-something, and I'm Uh. 70-something. Okay. All right. Okay.
0: So um, there are some things you can do without lecturing. (coughs) And one of the things, if we're dealing with adults, it would be a good thing and this is, you can start at adolescence really when they begin critical thinking, is to ask questions, but not manipulative questions, but ask simple questions. Um, For example, if you're helping her out by offering these books and she says you're very helpful, you can bring up and say, how is that working for you? Now, if she says, you know, if you see that she's doing something wrong or not following that
13: book, you can use the book. No, as a... that's the thing she does. And it's so, uh, I mean, it's so challenging for me because she'll tell me how the book worked and how, okay. you know, this has helped. And, and, but she's also in a, I think, in a bit of a manipulative way. I mean, she needs money. She's, mm-hmm. Her circumstance, you, you don't even want to know.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So, so let's, let's deal with the money thing, and we'll deal with the, the spiritual needs as well. So first of all, pray for her. Pray over her. If there's any prayer you can both say in common, pray it together, whether you're on the phone or, or in person. And so if there's a prayer that you can both agree on, pray that and and teach her how to pray in terms of talking to God, however she perceives God to be. And suggest to her that as she's, it always be hopeful as you speak about her, as she's like on a stairway kind of, you know, and and now we've made it to this, we've made it to this. So So think of her journey as one of healing and redemption. So pray for her. And have her pray for herself for the next step of healing, whether it's financial healing, emotional healing, the next step of redemption to come closer to Christ. So pray for her, pray with her, and teach her how to pray because God can help her help herself. And then about the money thing, we have to, to set some clear uh, boundaries there, if she already has manipulated people about money, if she dare asks you for any money, you want to very cheerfully deny any request for money but in and in that response, you want to help her figure out okay, how can you earn some more money okay you 've got this part time job it 's keeping you short. Do you need two part time jobs or one full time job, so you respond to any request for money with a solution. To help her figure out how to earn more money, have you applied here? There, everybody's looking for help, and and everybody, even people that are not even mentally capable of doing of doing the job, are doing so many jobs in in retail and service positions right now because there's such a need for entry level work, and so. When she asks for money, this is where you set a boundary. But you do it very cheerfully, and you do not have to feel bad at all. I already absolve you from any bad feelings of saying no to her about money because it would be wrong to give her money if she's capable of working. So just she says, oh, like I'm really short this month. Okay, what are you going to do? Um, you know, what What places have you seen that are looking for help? Can you get more hours where you are? Or do you need two part-time jobs? And so be uh, positive and be solution-oriented to empower her, but you are not her, her solution. Your bank account, your wallet is not her solution. Her solution is to, uh, to, to work at whatever capacity that she can, and if she can't, There are social service agencies that can help. But if you want to help her grow um, and love her, loving is not giving her money. It's empowering her to find her own way to the money. So then about the lecturing. He mentioned that you end up lecturing her. Think of, again, pray to the Holy Spirit for these gifts. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge. And piety and fear of the Lord. Pray, um, Crank up your prayer life a little bit, Carol. And you're going to pray that God will truly enlighten you and show you the way to help her without enabling her, to empower without enabling her. And so the Holy Spirit will help you when you set those limits. So in a conversation, you want to go in there with confidence. Right now, I kind of hear in your voice that you 're a little bit hesitant or reticent like oh i don 't know what what uh you know I'm doing. i 'm doing i't i do not know how much I should do for her i 'm you know so there's a fear there as to you you being afraid fearful for, for, fearful for yourself that you might be stepping over the line. be absolutely confident in God that he is with you at all times, so pray for confidence in God that the Holy Spirit will always enlighten you when you're making a decision and the decision will, that a decision will be made in prudence and in wisdom. So pray for those particular gifts from the Holy Spirit that you will have the wisdom and the prudence to know when to speak, when to be quiet, uh, what to say, what to do, instead of your own fears getting in the way. So let God work through you and then you can say no to her with confidence. You can help her think of good ideas with confidence. You can empower her with confidence so that you know that you are helping her um, both with the, the spiritual works of mercy and the corporate works of mercy, but you're not going to give her money. Now, if for some reason she is not taking your advice and to her consequences are uh, are bad, you know that she's starving, then it's up to you and your compassion. Do you want to bring her a protein bar that day? Or do you want to take her to different uh job opportunities and help her apply for those does she need a ride or something like that so um so you set a limit like if somebody has said okay i don't have a a place to live i'm going to live out in the forest and they you know they come back and a raccoon got in their tent and, and ate up the tent and they you know they're like oh no i don't have any food left now my tent's gone you can offer to You know, give a little box of food and and to sew up the tent for them but you're not going to take them in your house because that's keeping them from making the decisions they need to make okay can you go on here with confidence and wisdom and the courage of God okay thanks for the call Carol we all learned something from that this is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a The Catholic perspective. There are lines open waiting to hear from you now. And the number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. We'll be back right after this message.
2: Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Estate planning gives our loved ones peace in time to mourn. At MyCatholicWill.com, a legal will is as simple as 15 minutes filling out information about your family. The standard cost is $79.95. However, thanks to our partnership with MyCatholicWill.com, when you use the promo code AVE, A-V-E, your will is absolutely free. No hidden cost whatsoever. Visit MyCatholicWill.com.
4: When I used to hear evangelists and preachers talk about Jesus being a friend, I often thought it was an odd concept. How am I supposed to be friends with our Lord and Savior in heaven while I'm here on earth? Then I started to talk to him. It all started in adoration years ago while on a retreat. Today my conversations mostly take place in my car. I often have conversations like, Hey Jesus, what's up with that? You know, when I'm venting or, Thank you Lord for helping me out when I'm in a bind. I complain, I cry, I laugh, and I thank Him. All the time. It's the only time you can be certain your conversations won't be repeated. That is what a friend is, after all, right? Someone you could talk to and trust with all your heart. So as the song goes, what a friend do you have in Jesus? Well, I guess the best one. This has been a Christ Center Communication Message. I'm Vanessa Hagarmo, a communications
12: evangelist. Walk through the doors of Cantoro Italian Market in Plymouth and you are instantly transported to Italy. Hi, I'm Teresa Tamio and you can choose from a curated assortment of unique food and wines that you won't find at your local supermarket. Fresh handmade pasta, gourmet wine and cheese made from scratch bread and desserts and high quality meats and poultry. Don't forget to stop for lunch or dinner at the attached award-winning restaurant. For directions, visit Cantoromarket.com. That's Cantoromarket.com.
0: Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show, and you can get right on here, 877-573-7825. Steve is our engineer and call screener today. Tell him your first name where you're calling from or the radio station you're listening to and what the topic of your question or problem might be. He'll put it on my board and we'll take you when it's your turn at 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Again, this is Colleen Kelly Mast. This show is called Mast Appeal. I'm a life coach, an author, a speaker, a mother, And I came from a large family, second oldest of nine kids. We've had a lot of these problems, and so have my cousins as well. (laughs) So it won't be strange to figure out what are we going to do about this? And also, in hindsight, in life, now that I'm older, uh, we can see how God turns things beautiful, that that even suffering can bring us strength. You know, God is always faithful. He gives us the, the strength. Necessary to bear it and whatever's burdensome or difficult, he, he makes us stronger. Um, in a book called The Interrupted Life, Eddie Hilsom said, I now realize, God, how much you've given me. So much that was beautiful and so much that was hard to bear. Yet whenever I showed myself ready to bear it, the hard was directly transformed into the beautiful. Now, when you're in the middle of your problem, it's hard to see that God can make anything good. And there's some things that have happened in my life that I still cannot see good, and I don't argue with God about those. I thought, well, maybe he'll tell me later, (laughs) maybe in the afterlife. Um, But sometimes we bear a, a lot of sufferings, and sometimes we add sufferings to ourselves by refusing to consent to the ordinary trials of life. And that's where I I quoted earlier from Interior Freedom by Jacques Philippe. He says that what really hurts is not so much suffering itself, but the fear of suffering. How many of you live in fear of suffering? If we welcome trustingly and peacefully, suffering makes us grow. For example, a lot of our callers whose children have abandoned them or aren't speaking to them. Now, we are fearful. What if I become old and nobody surrounds me when I'm dying? What if I can never talk to my child again? I poured my life out for this child and I get no response from them. Although, Carol, is Carol the one that got a valentine? No, Pat is the one that got a valentine after 10 years, um, called earlier. So, um, suffering makes us grow. It matures us. It trains us. It purifies us. It really puts us on our knees. It teaches us to love unselfishly, like the advice I gave Pat earlier. And it makes us poor in heart. It makes us humble. Suffering makes us more gentle and understanding of other people and maybe compassionate toward our neighbor. When we ha- They say if you want some advice, talk to someone who suffered a lot and they probably can help you because they understand. So fear of suffering, on the other hand, hardens us. It makes us Oh, self-protective. It makes us a little bit defensive. It it makes us, like, it leads us to irrational choices, and sometimes with disastrous consequences. Man suffers most through his fear of suffering. This is um, in that book, in- Interrupted Life, by Eddie Hilsom. The worst kind of suffering is not that which we experience. It's represented suffering that grips the imagination and makes us adopt false attitudes so it's not reality basically positive even in its share of suffering that causes problems but the way we imagine it and depict it sometimes can make it worse again as we use the example of the martyrs so give us a call if you want to take a good look at one of your problems a different look how can we solve it or how can we accept it Which one do we have to do? The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Now, Mark was on the line earlier, and obviously he dropped off and he couldn't call back, so I'm going to answer his question for you now. Mark from Lafayette, Louisiana, he said he's been divorced two and a half years, and he has three young children. He wants to know how to get to accept the situation. Well, not having Mark on the line, I can't answer any ask him any questions. So if you want to call back Mark, you can. But I'll answer the best that I can. Mark, marriage is worth fighting for. We need to go back and figure out, can we resolve this situation at all? You have three young children. What can you do? There's a book called, I think it's Gary Smalley. That wrote, winning your wife back before it's too late. What can you do to win your wife back? Everything that you can. What did you do to court her? Send her flowers, chocolates, love, books. Take her places. Invite her to receive your love. Even not expecting that she's going to love you in return. But you can still love her. First, love her through prayer. Pray that her heart changes or turns. Pray for your three little children. And I don't know um, if you have access to them and visiting rights, um, but pray, pray, pray for the situation. Some serious prayer. Maybe fasting one day a week on Fridays. Um, maybe uh, doing Mary Undoer of Knots, Novena. And once you've done everything that you can do, that's when you want to accept the situation. But I'd say in the marriage situation, fight, fight, fight. Fight for your marriage, fight for your family, fight for uh, time with your children. And then how do you accept it? After you've done everything that you can do, you accept that God's answer is, not now. God wants all marriage relationships restored. He wants all children with their parents. He does not want divorce. Even if it's an abuse situation, God only will look at that. He said, be, Jesus said, because your hearts were hard. Well, maybe if somebody's being abused, they need to leave or be separated. But he wants those marriages healed. So you think of what God wants, and you should align your desires with what God wants. And if God says, not now, we find a way to love, not another love like not another girlfriend. We can figure out how we can love the children that we have. Or help out in some way, help the elderly, volunteer at a nursing home, um, help a, a mom in the neighborhood who wants a half an hour to, to make dinner when she gets home from work and you can push your kids in a, the buggy around the block, um, help out at your church, volunteer to be an usher. I know one of the masses I was going to go to tonight, somebody said, we don't even have any ushers. Think of what you can do that is doing good. And when you do good as a volunteer, it will help you accept that situation because you need to love and if she's not willing to accept your love you still need to be a loving person so you also can do something that I had suggested to one of the earlier callers is to love without anything in return return, you can send a gift or send flowers um, for Easter send a lily Uh, send the kids a present even if she never opens it you sent it If you send them little plastic eggs with something that is acceptable, if they're against sugar and they get hyper, then send colored hard-boiled eggs or or something that isn't harmful to them. Unless she's one of those people, no matter what you do, she's going to uh, criticize it. Just do the best that you can to every once in a while. Send a gift, send a card, and love in one way. And once you are filled with God's love and sharing God's love, you can accept the sadness of the situation and then you can give love in some other way. There are people out there that need some attention, some time. They need some volunteers and you can be that person and that's what helps fill your heart and increase your capacity to love when you're feeling lost and alone. So, again, try everything that you can and and then and, and certainly pray and fast. And then give some gifts, a one-way love. And then the gift you give yourself is to give yourself to others. And it is in giving that we receive. So I hope that helps you, Mark. Sorry you couldn't wait on the line. Time for you to call, too. This is Colleen Kelly Mast on Mast Appeal. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877 Five pep talk. We'll be back with your calls if you call now in just a moment.
1: Greetings, brothers in Christ. I'm Bishop Earl Boyer, inviting you to the Accept the Challenge Catholic Men's Conference on March 16th at the Girvan Game Above Center in Ypsilanti. We've lined up incredible, nationally renowned speakers, Justin Fatika, Doug Barry, and our very own Father Joe Krupp. There will also be Mass, Confessions, and a wide variety of Catholic ministries to help you grow as a man of God. Visit acceptthechallenge.org to register today. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcich. Catholic family life is a liturgy. Liturgy is
3: a word that means a public act of worship. And for Catholics, liturgy is an act of worship established by God and intended to heal the damage that sin does to our relationships with Him and each other. For instance, the liturgy of the Eucharist is God's way of restoring communion with Him and making communion with others possible. Well, when we bring that Eucharistic grace home by looking for little ways we can share Christ's sacrificial love with our family each day, we celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life. The liturgy that helps God heal the damage sin tries to do in our homes at the very root of human relationships. To discover more ways your family can celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life, check out the newest editions of Parenting with Grace and visit CatholicCounselors.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me Family Man. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life,
2: visit CatholicCounselors.com. Ave Maria Radio invites you to feast on the joy of fasting this Lenten season and all year long. Fast from anger. Feast on patience. Fast from pessimism. Feast on optimism. Fast from worry. Feast on divine providence. Fasting is a part of true Christian life. It liberates us from this world as we grow closer to Christ.
0: Good morning. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a cop from a Catholic perspective, just by listening, but certainly by calling for your personal problem. Maybe your situation is a little bit different. Like, well, this person called in earlier, the similar problem, but my situation is different. And so give us a call. There are lines open waiting to hear from you at 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK is the number to get on today's mass Appeal, this last half hour. Top of the first hour, we had, uh, writ- uh prayed some of the parts of the litany of consolation that's in this month's Magnificat, with the beautiful introduction by Pope Benedict XVI, and I've, I'm not—I'm oh, about halfway through, so I'd like to to start this segment with a little bit more of that. It's such a beautiful prayer because how often do we need that consolation of Jesus? And the litany is designed so when we have one of our problems, whether it's depression or insecurity or uncertainty and uh, listlessness or lethargy or helplessness, there's a, a scripture quote that Jesus responds with each one when it seems I only have little to offer Lord Jesus you say to the one who has more will be given that makes me think of that little drummer boy and actually a couple Christmases ago I got this pillow that says I played my best for him and that's what we all should be doing playing our best for him that we can stand before God at the end of our life and Even if we just got a little drum and we're only four years old, we can play our best for him. Okay, when I crave approval and the fear of judgment of others, Lord Jesus, you say, whoever becomes lowly like a child is of greatest importance in the kingdom of God. When I'm feeling discouraged because of my body, Lord Jesus, you say, remain in me. Ah, The answer to all of our problems. When my situation seems hopeless, Lord Jesus, you say, for God, all things are possible. When I fear that my life is irrelevant and insignificant, Lord Jesus, you say, The last shall be first. How's that for encouragement if you're feeling insignificant? When I'm afraid to face the truth about myself, Lord Jesus, you say, Whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Ugh so hard to face the truth about yourself, especially if you have to face the truth about your sins. Here it is, Lent. We are trying to rid ourselves of sin, pray more, make more sacrifices, give more alms, and to be more for God and others. More of the litany of consolation when exhausted by tedium, tiresomeness, and stress. Lord Jesus, you say, come by yourselves to an out-of-the-way place and rest a while must be time for a holy hour or a little retreat. Actually, that reminds me. I'm giving a retreat today, right after the show. When terrified by the raging storms of life, Lord Jesus, you say, do not be afraid. It is I. More of the litany of consolation we'll get to later. But for now, you give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's mass Appeal is 877-573- Seventy-eight twenty-five eight seven seven five pep talk. Okay, no calls right now, uh, so you can get straight on. But I'm going to go to one of our emails that came recently. Um, this lady says I'm a convert and I want to know what's expected of a Catholic family, if not just a list of rules. My children think that the Catholic Church is a bunch of commandments. Okay, so, well, we can look at even the commandments as something positive, um, but what is expected of a Catholic family? Well, I would have take a look at all the different virtues, you know, honesty, integrity. Actually, in my Love and Life book, and even in my Sex Respect book, I have a list of character traits. In Love and Life, I have a list of virtues you need to grow in. And you could get a copy, I suggest, of the UCAT that's the youth catechism for your kids that gives you a lot of ideas of what virtues you can grow in to be a better Catholic and how Catholics live. It'll have something about the moral life, something about what we believe in in the creed. Um, it'll talk about prayer. So the UCAT is just a, a kid's version of the Catholic catechism. So it is the same teachings, but just an easier-to-understand language. And I recently saw... Or, on um, um, Catholic Sprouts' site. They had the Catholic family rules. So this might help you. When I used to teach religious education, and when I was teaching fourth grade, I used to have them turn the commandments around to be something positive. And it sounds just like similar to what uh, Catholic, the Catholic Sprouts did with the Catholic family's rules. We take what these commandments are, not look at them as a list of rules, but look at them as what we do do. And so here's how they flipped around the 10 commandments to be positive on the Catholic Sprouts site. Number 1, we love God above everything else. Number 2, we honor God in what we say and do. Number 3, we keep Sundays holy and restful. Number 4, we are obedient to our parents. 5 We value our lives and the lives of others. Do you see how you can teach your kids something really positive with these flipping around the commandments? We love God above all things. That's number one. Two, we honor God in what we say and do and don't use foul language um, and don't use God's name in vain, even by accident. We keep Sundays holy and restful. Number four, the fourth commandment, we are obedient to our parents and all authority, really, to our teachers as well. Number five, we value our lives and the lives of others. We don't harm people. We don't um, harm ourselves. Uh, so number six, we respect our bodies and the bodies of others. That's a great way for p- explaining the Sixth Commandment to children. And number seven, we respect the property of others. Return those library books. Don't uh, cut pages out of your brother's book. Uh, you know, don't ha- damage other kinds of property. Number eight for the positive Catholic family rules, um, for uh, the, to answer this email, someone who said they they want their they just converted and they wanted a, a positive way to express to their family that Catholicism is not just a list of r- rules. I found this on Catholic Sprites Sprout. So we're on number eight, how we flip the commandments to be something positive. What we do do, number eight, we love the truth and value honesty. Number nine. We offer genuine love to everyone we meet. That's beautiful. So you do not lust after your wife. And number ten, we are grateful for the gifts we've been given. So those are beautiful, positive ways to explain to your children that you, who just converted to Catholicism with you, what we do as Catholics. It's not just what we don't do. But we love God. We honor God. We keep Sundays holy. We're obedient We value and respect life. We respect our bodies. We respect other people's property. We value honesty and truth. And we love everyone we meet with a genuine love, not using or not lusting. And we're grateful for the gifts we've been given. And so when we look at those positive things, that's a good list of rules. And for those of you that said, where did you get that from? Catholic sprouts. Actually, you can find Catholic sprouts on the formed... Platform if your parish subscribes to Formed, but probably just look up catholicsprouts.com. And um, these are wonderful ideas for Catholic families trying to live out their Catholicism in fun ways on a day to day basis. Okay, we've got some callers on the line, uh, so you can, you can call to 877 573 7825. And if Marie and Steve and Deb stay on the line, we'll be able to talk to them right after this message. Good morning. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show is 877 877- 573-7825. And when I made the call out for calls, we got eight calls. We'll probably get to about three of them. So, Marie, Steve, and Deb, you hang on. We will try to respond to you today before the music starts playing at the top of the hour. So, Marie from Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the show, Marie. How can I help you today?
14: Thank you. And I just want to say, first of all, I appreciate so much what EWTN does. I, I listen to it every day, all of the mm. shows, and you guys are wonderful um, so I appreciate that. I won't keep much of your time because I know other people are calling. But anyway, my brother, um, he's my little brother. He's about 13 years younger than me. And he had been with this woman who my entire family knew was not th- the person to be with, right? Mm-hmm. But if you risk saying something like that or going overboard with it, then you disenfranchise the person. Oh, and boy. so they got, they got married um, nine months ago. And she has now left him for another oh. man oh. I, I can't I mean I can't none of us can wrap our head around it and 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 she has a nine- year- old daughter who my brother has been taking care of for the last four and a half to five years, and so she's leaving uh the daughter with him regularly so she can go off and do things and i and I can't even express to my brother. Um, you have to stop this. And he thinks that the the marriage is going to be saved, but the thing is, uh, Colleen, is it, you know they weren't married in the Catholic Church. First of all, she obviously has no uh, consideration for anything, and so this is not the right person for him. I just don't know what to say without being this overbearing sister who's about to, you know, just just mm-hmm. not be very happy. Wow. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I need some <laughs> All right.
0: So uh, the, a better thing to do instead of being the overbearing Catholic sister is to be inquisitive. And instead of saying, I told you so, which you would love to do, <laughs> um, that you have to say, well, how did that work for you? And what did mm-hmm. you learn from this so far? And Okay, I love that. And when you ask him what you learned from this so far, he's going to have to do a little bit of self-reflection. And then after he tells you what he's learned from this so far, and just say, where do you want this to go? How -hmm. do you want this to end up? And what steps do you have to take to get there? And that way Mm -hmm. he can see his steps, his goals, as something more concrete than just wishing and hoping. Because if this woman has already left him, And he does think he wants her back because he's in love with her. He's chemically bonded to her from all their marital and non-marital relations. Your body didn't know when you had the certificate or not. And so he is bonded to her in a way, and he has this child with her. And so when you ask him those questions, he needs to reflect a little bit and then just ask him what goals do you need to to take what steps do you need to take each day to get where you want to be with this and do you think that is doable
14: sure great can i say one more thing okay Mm -hmm. so this is not his daughter though okay that's what i'm saying they don't have this is not his daughter this is what i'm saying this is i know i know so it's worse than you can possibly imagine oh my everybody yeah and so You know, he's such a kind, kind, kind man, but you're right. I think that's what I need to say is Mm. um, what are you learning from this, and you need to use your ration and Mm -hmm. work through this Mm -hmm. and say this is not the place. And and my heart breaks for this little girl. We've loved Mm. her. And,
0: Mm -hmm. you know,
14: and so – Anyway, sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to make that clear that it's not his daughter even. (laughs)
0: Oh, boy, yeah, because here we think he's being a good dad. And he's being like a heroic man to take over where the other dad neglected. And so again, those same questions will apply to the relationship with the daughter. And you want to commend him for that, affirm him, say, thank you so much for your willingness to care for this girl that has no father in her life. Um, if, if she doesn't, unless the other guy's the one moving back into the, 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 uh, yeah. relationship. But then, but ask him, where is this going? Like, is this where you want to be in your life? Where do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Is this helpful? And and then instead of just saying, we you know she's a big loser, you know, just just say, is yeah. this the the kind of future that you want? This on again, off again. That's And perfect. then a, That's another perfect. question is that what we what we have learned statistically from people. Cohabiting without the benefits of the sacramental graces of marriage, so you realize you get some spiritual goods for marriage, is that <laughs> the people do not stay. The people do not mm-hmm. take it seriously, and they do mm-hmm. not have the supernatural help to make a relationship work when people that are different.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. can help him think through that a little bit, just say, Is this the person, or are you just chemically and emotionally bonded to her through the oxytocin hormone that's making you take this kind of abuse? And when you ask him to ask himself the right questions, you don't become the overbearing older sister. You become the person that helps him think through it, and he's going to make his own decisions. So the other thing is to pray for him pray with him, even if he's away from the church, you can say, would you mind if I just prayed the Our Father with you at the end of your conversation, or something like that, because Our Father is a, Mm -hmm. a beautiful prayer of deliverance, and then just say, if you remember any of it, you can pray along, so if you prayed with him and got him to pray, then he's got connection to God. And he might end up mm-hmm. turning his heart over to God and then getting that, that wisdom that we need to see. Is your brother baptized and confirmed and made
14: his first communion? It, he's, 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 he's baptized. He's not confirmed. Um, you know, uh, there's a big separation between us and ages with all of mm-hmm. my siblings. And so mm-hmm. um, my mom sort of just lost it with him. And so he, he, he was never raised the same way that we were mm-hmm. with respect to the faith. And so I think that's part of where this is coming from. Okay, you
0: can share that, too. You can say,
14: sorry you got ripped
0: off being one of the younger kids. Um, This is what I (laughs) learned that is giving meaning to my life. And sorry, you know, Mom and Dad weren't able to pass this on to you, but I thought just out of kindness and goodness, I'm going to share a little bit of this with you, too. So see how, Marie, we can flip the whole thing upside down and you become a helper rather than the critic. Okay? 100%. Thank you so
14: much. (laughs) I appreciate it. You have a good rest of your weekend and have a good retreat.
0: Okay, you're welcome. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, Stephen that's driving through Texas. We've got a few minutes before the break here. So, Stephen, you're on the air now. You have a question about purity, one of my favorite subjects. Go ahead. You're on the air now, Stephen.
15: <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Colleen, and um, thank you for taking my call. Um, so, yeah, I did have a question. How would you recommend that someone deal with an addiction to pornography or an addiction uh sex addiction
0: Mhm okay there are actually specialist groups that help with that and there there's a whole list of Catholic groups that that help with that hold people accountable and uh that are at the u s c c b website the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops usccb.org a whole list one of the ones i know that is tops is the integrityrestored.com and that'll help people understand and combat Purity, whether it's clergy, youth, parents, couples—however, pornography has Im- impacted their relationships or the culture itself. So, integrity restored is a wonderful website to start on. There's even a, um, you know, a beautiful little video by one of the priests that helps out there, because the people that run this site do understand the addiction of it. Because there is an addiction in the brain (laughs) that is taking place there and it is instead of what real relations are. So the first thing to do is pray, pray, pray. There are guys that have called in here and say they overcame their addiction to pornography by praying the rosary. So first of all, consider pray for this person or yourself, whoever it might be, because prayer is God's power brought down here to earth. So... Um, and then try to to get help with this addiction, uh, the the practical help on how to overcome that. And it's going to take some 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 changes in the brain, um, it, which are easily done because our neural pathways are more flexible than we thought. We're not stuck in any habit because Jesus already rose from the dead. So to um, to get help from integrity restored, to get help from prayer, and if there if it is in your own marriage you can get help um, for couples as well. And when you go to integrityrestored.com, there are e- even six free eBooks that <laughs> that you can uh, download and send to people to help them as well. Okay, Stephen?
15: Okay. I also had just one more thing I wanted to share. Um, because we, I actually do help people personally with this problem. Oh, uh, I work for a Catholic nonprofit mm-hmm. called Road to Purity. I don't mm. know if you've ever heard of us. Um, and so I always like to know what's out there, but I also like to share with people that we do have a free 35-week program called Restoring Ooh. God's Foundation.
6: Wow. And
15: so the website is RoadToPurity.com, um, and we even have a, uh, The Power of the Confessional. It's free for priests uh, to be able to address the topic of pornography in the confessional at the pulpit in their church, because um, I know it can be kind of a taboo subject from time to time.
0: Yes, it's a difficult one. Well, thanks so much. I'll post that on my Facebook fan page, RoadToPurity.com. Thanks for the call, Stephen. It's an important topic, unfortunately, a common topic today, a common problem. Time for our break. We'll be back with more of Mass to Peel right after this message. Light
1: of the East, weekends on Ave Maria Radio. I am Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, getting weary of the Lenten fasting? sneaked that piece of chocolate or gossiped about someone, take heart. Encouragement is here on the Sunday of the Veneration of the Cross.
5: Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor.
2: When you talk about the Reformation, you often hear talk of five solas. Sola Scriptura, Sola Fide, Sola Grazia, Solus Christus and Soli Deo Gloria. Catholics have no serious problem with Solus Christus or Sola Gratia. The problems are with Sola Scriptura and Sola Fide. Catholics will maintain that Sola Scriptura, Scripture alone, is itself unscriptural. Where in Scripture does Scripture refer to itself as the only infallible authority that we have? It's also illogical to say that you stand on Scripture alone presupposes that you know what Scripture is. And frankly, we don't know what scripture is because it's a tradition that we've inherited. We don't establish it. We know what counts as Holy Scripture because Catholic bishops detected that certain
3: texts were inspired by God. Cresta in the afternoon. Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net.
10: This week on Christ is the Answer, it's the season of Lent and Father John wants to help us prepare for Easter. Let's start out with a question. What are you doing to prepare for Lent? The church has so many faithful ways for us to traverse this season of fasting so that we can get the most out of prayer and penance. Join us this week as Father John wants to help us get the most out of Lent as well as how Jesus wants us to pray. Tune in for Christ is the Answer Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio.
0: Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. We'll see if we can get these two questions done here. Um, Then We probably won't get to the uh, next one, the the last one, but we'll try. Okay, Deb from Illinois. Um, Welcome to the show. Deb, you are on the air now. How can I help you?
7: Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm trying to discern what I need to do with a son he's 30 years old he'd gotten involved in drugs when he was in his teens Mm -hmm. late teens got him well 20s got himself cleaned up and stuff but he's kind of like lost his way was working and on the point of being suicidal and against my better judgment I said fine you can move back here and you know I try to talk with him it's like what Positive steps are you taking to make your life better? He's not working right now. Um, When he was going to come back, he talked like he wanted to, you know, start counseling and things like that. And I just, and then he gets upset with me when I ask him about what he's doing, and I just get so frustrated. Mm, And I feel like I'm putting a Band-Aid on a hemorrhage. Yeah. And that I'm, you know, just enabling him more than trying, you know, cuz we have no homeless shelters around this area because my plan was just to let him go to a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but there are none anywhere within an hour and a half, 2 hours of us. Mm-hmm. And um just trying to, you know, find some guidance on what I can do. You know, I pray every day. Right. And that's one thing, you know, he no longer thinks he believes in God. Um, And he's just so desperately lost Mm
8: -hmm. and
7: feeling like he's a failure. Okay. And, you know, I try to tell him, I suggest, you know, even if you don't think you can work, you can find ways to volunteer to help other people. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, to do something with your life. Okay. Not and uh, it, when you started
0: Yeah, I want to get get started here before the uh the music starts playing. But the um you you started out by saying against my better judgment. So you knew this was not a good idea. And so you need right. to to set a deadline 30 days Uh, whether you have a job or not, you're going to have to move out. There's not a homeless shelter in this town. Where's the closest one? How are you going to take care of yourself? And so he needs a deadline, and he needs some tough left at this point. The other option is a rehab center. You know, whether it's a Salvation Army or if you have the money to go to, like, St. Luke's Center that that feeds their brain with amino acids to overcome the addictions, there are some rehab places that help people overcome the addiction with more than just talk therapy now, that they've found, you know, a lot of amino acids and vitamins and uh, minerals and things like that can help the addiction in the brain. There are even YouTube videos that can help people begin to overcome addictions, but he probably needs some outside help, some accountability. So for the 30 days that he is there... um, go ahead and go to the uh, Al-Anon meetings or to have him go to the Drug-Anon meetings and he needs to be working this plan for 30 days of where he's going to be and what he's going to do either rehab or find himself a job and a place to live so just be strong and firm okay
5: okay all right, right. god you. bless by okay and Thank you. bye bye EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network copies can be purchased or free downloads can be found at the Ave Maria website AveMariaRadio.net If you have a comment or question for Colleen write to Colleen at AveMariaRadio.net or Mass Appeal at AveMariaRadio.net and listen for Mass Appeal Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 Eastern Time for free friendly advice from a Catholic perspective.